now beginning transmission 144. Rat Queens. File under Girls Who Kick Ass. This week's episode of the Funny Books and Firewater Podcast. もう、<笑> I'm too sober for this shit. Here is a drinking game to play while you listen to this episode. Please drink responsibly, and don't take it too seriously. And if you don't like it, blame William. Take a drink anytime Mr. Porg decides to interject himself into the conversation. You need to take a drink anytime Manny Bothans makes an appearance and I get groans and fuck yous from Adam and Maya. Fuck Manny Bothans! Manny Bothans is pure genius. Take a drink anytime someone refers to me as the cum dumpster. Take a drink every time the shame bell makes an appearance. Shame! Also, take a drink anytime uh, we act like the member berries from South Park. Remember when they were on South Park? I remember. Yeah, and take a drink every time we do the bad German accent, yeah. Ah, drink, fucker. If you have any suggestions for rules you would like to add, email us at funnybooksandfirewater at gmail.com or use the contact link on our website.
it's 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 what we're going with. Just realize that we understand the issue with that. And I'm sorry for those of you who are offended, because I, I understand entirely. It may not have been the best move, but that's okay. Panel intro. Uh, so, we will have our whole group here with us today, which is awesome. Um, we will start out with the uh, chooser of this week's book, Mr. Jason. Hi there. I'm Jason, unemployed writer in Los Angeles, and I am sadly not a girl who kicks ass. You know what, though? If you tried, you could be. There's Thank you. You're not. Thank you. You know? I will try my best then. You could be You're a lady just, who kicks ass. I mean, or you could be a boy who kicks ass if you want to be that too. You can be whatever you want. We'll Aww. support you, however. <laughs> I think that should be the theme of the month. <laughs> <laughs> you can be whatever you want. Kick ass however you deem fit. There you go. Kicking ass however he deems fit. We also have the father of the inspiration of this month's books. Yes, that was right. We have mm-hmm. Mr. Todd. Hi, I'm Todd. I am a guy who wipes baby's ass. <laughs> Congratulations. So this is a new thing. Do you put the baby me. in the corner? No, she she goes on the table. Nobody puts uh, baby in the corner. No, that's what I was looking for. Thank you, Adam. <laughs> well, I'd let, let Adam do that. Part. Where do you think she is while he's here recording? <laughs> Just sitting in the corner. <laughs> he, he draws a circle on the wall and makes her put her nose on it until he gets back. Just leave it right there. You know. <laughs> You know, I, I saw a kid's play pack was way too expensive, but a dog kennel was much cheaper. I'm like, the same thing. You know, the government the government thought the same thing, too. Yes, except they charge more per night to have there than staying at a Trump hotel. Yeah, I'm Todd. I'm here in Salt Lake. Find me here in real life. Uh, recently, a new dad is an old man, so we'll see how this goes. As opposed to a nude ad. A nude ad. Well, Tumblr's gone now, so... So no, they just took off the porn. It's still no, no, it's gone. It's gone. (laughs) (laughs) Although they're not that good at it because there's still porn on there if you look for it hard. So (laughs) that's what she said. That's right. Anything or he said or he said. They said. They said. That's what they said. That doesn't sound as good though. That's what they they said. Hey, what what that's just an orgy. Yeah. All right. Well, that's how my grandma died. Gender, but that just doesn't sound right. Uh, Maybe it's just because I've been indoctrinated by the office. I don't know. Yes. Okay. Anyway, that's me. Okay, cool. Uh, That's what he said. We have Mr. Adam. Hey, everyone. This is Adam with uh, Big Shiny Robot. Also, occasionally on the Board as Hell podcast with Andy Wilson. Hi, Hi, Andy. Andy. Uh, You can find me over on Cinema Queens with our good friend Chris. Hi, Hi, Chris. Uh, And we're recording this in December, and we're doing John Waters Month. And we did a John Waters film last week that. Pissed me off more than Mother Emoji Movie or uh, Love the Coopers did. So really, Ooh, yeah. what's the movie? Uh, it's Desperate Living, and it just absolute complete dog shit with like borderline child pornography in it. So it was. Uh, if you want to go listen, yeah, if you want to go listen to it, it's called uh, Who Is She? Is the name of the episode. Uh, and if you want to hear me rant and rave about a movie, that's, that's where you can do terrible. that. Huh. Um, and then you can also find me over on Twitter uh, at Sithbot underscore. That's S I T H B O T underscore. I've kind of been on a, a Facebook hiatus for a while, and I may not bring it back, so uh, Twitter's been more interesting lately. Okay. So, and then, of course, over uh, curating our Grinder Scruff and Tights with a Z account. Good man. Someone's got to do it. Exactly. Going on all those dates on Tights with a Z for us, we have Mr. Maya. Hey, I'm Maya. Uh, this is what I do. You can catch me here on this podcast <laughs> that you're listening to, so you already knew that. You can also find me on Twitter at Mr. Maya or Instagram at the Mr. Mr. Maya. Or follow my cat on either, uh, and at It's the Jonesy. And my brain is not working. Oh, that's perfect for a podcast. This will be fun. (laughs) Pick on Maya Day. Hooray! Pick on Maya! Um, hey, and I'm Brian. I'm a sound designer based out of Southern California. Um, I am going to be designing 
three shows for the Lyric Rep this summer, Raisin in the Sun, Claiborne Park, and Murder for Two. And I have other things in the works that uh, may be going on. Um, and yeah, there might be some things. By the time this comes out, I might know more about other things happening. But uh, uh, yeah, also, um, whether I'll be there as a panelist or a guest, uh, or not a guest, I'll probably be there as a guest and, and or a panelist, but uh, I'll probably just go there to hang out as well. Um, I will be at Fan X if anybody wants Thanks. to come say hi. Uh, so, and I'll probably drag Todd with me at least one day. Oh, yeah. Because uh, he uses my free passive, I'm a guest. <laughs> my mom buys one of passes. Yep. Which is cool. That's how it goes. That's how uh, I do. So I'm, I'm in currently in the submission stages for panels. So uh, uh, we'll see if any of mine get picked up or if I get put on anybody else's. So we'll see how that all goes. But uh, I'll be around. So come say hi. Love to meet people. I'm in a very good social space right now. So I want to say hi to people, which is very <laughs> bizarre and weird for me. Because I'm, I'm normally a person who's very happy the fact that I'm sitting here alone in a room talking into a microphone to my best friends who are all at least 500, feet, uh, 500 miles away. Actually, you're not 500 miles away, no. Jason. How yeah. are You're probably like... You're probably like 30 miles away. Yep. But that means you're the same amount of hours away. Yes. <laughs> That's true, because yeah. it is L.A. It's, it's the same kind of job. It's like, I could drive to Salt Lake and visit people, or I could drive to L.A., and See? it feels like it's the same yep. damn thing. <laughs> there you go. Book intro. This week we are doing Rat Queens, which is... I kind of got to say, it's great, and uh, it's fun. I don't want to spoil much of it. But the cover of it very much looks like an old Dungeons & Dragons cover, which uh, I thought was actually pretty funny and pretty interesting. But it is about a group of badass girls who are sort of uh, not necessarily the most easy to get along with in the small town, and they get sent out on a quest. And then uh, shenanigans arise from uh, this quest. They basically set them on a quest to try to keep them from destroying the town. Does that seem like a fair enough assessment? Yeah, it's a good start. My application. Uh, so, Mr. Todd, what is the myification for this book? Oh, it actually has one on the back of it because it's an image book. Go with that. Uh, well, do you want to tell me, or do you? Want, oh, you don't have the book in front of you, don't you? I got you. Well, do you want to make up one of your own? I want to see what your own is. He doesn't want to make up one. <laughs> I want to put him on the spot. Come on, thank you. Monkey, I had to think for this for all right. <laughs> Hold on here. So it, dance, monkey, dance. Dungeon crawl above ground. The um... <laughs> dungeon crawl above ground. Okay. Yeah, no, that's sure, that works. That works. We'll go with that. Uh, the back of the book says fantasy and mature humor, which I always like the f- phrase mature humor because it's very, very rarely actually right. mature. mature humor. It's like dick and fart jokes. Is that mature yeah. humor? I don't yeah. know. No. That's mature humor is the stuff you read in like those cartoons in the New Yorker that no one really totally gets. That's mature humor. Mm hmm. Anyway. Okay. Okay. That fell flat. Thanks for that. <laughs> no problem. Drinking um, game. <laughs> so let's jump into drinking games because I'll drink away my embarrassment of my joke falling completely dead flat. Uh, Mr. Adam, what is your drinking game rule? Mine is, do I make you only, baby? <laughs> uh, anytime the uh, characters reference a sex act or uh, uh, sexual genitalia, take a drink. Nice. Okay. Uh, mine is language, which is every time they swear, take a drink. That's actually a fairly evil one. Uh, yes, that Mr. is. Mr. Jason, what is your drinking game rule? Uh, mine is also evil. It's called That'll Wash Out. Uh, drink whenever there's bloodshed. Oh, nice. Mr. Maya. Uh, mine's similar. Uh, it's called It's Only a Flesh Wound. Anytime <laughs> there's an appendage or a head lobbed off or someone is split in half. Oh, wow. Okay. And Mr. Todd. Mine is... um. 
Betty, can you hear me? Every time you take a look at Betty and go, what my, what big ears she has. Go ahead and take a drink. And, and I actually have a second one. Um, just because I, I didn't love this book, I didn't hate it, but my second game is called... Well, I'll tell you the game first. If you if you find yourself like me getting kind of bored with it, mm-hmm. uh, just tell yourself, and the name of the game is, at least it's not Deadpool Max. Oh. <laughs> Take a drink. <laughs> And sadly, I'm writing that down to actually put that on the list. <laughs> I will someday outlive that. I was actually talking to Jason about my embarrassment about that book already. Okay. Just need to wait for the next it. person to um, do the. I know. That's right. I, know. I keep waiting for one. We can put Fear of God into Jason. Well, so. Validity <laughs> votes. Mr. Maya, since apparently you weren't a huge fan, let's jump into votes as to whether or not we believe that it is worth your dear listeners' hard-earned time, money, and effort to listen, or not to listen, to read this book. Mr. Maya, what's your vote? So, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. If if you're, if you want something to read and you, you're kind of gone through the list of everything else we've recommended, sure, go ahead. But uh, I wouldn't throw it at the top of your stack. Um, I disagree. I actually like this book, and I uh, actually bought the next two volumes recently to read it, but... Uh, uh, so I say yes. Uh, Mr. Todd, what is your vote? Yeah, I enjoyed it. I went ahead and bought the hardcover, so I guess it's the first Ooh. two trades as a book. Hashtag fancy fuck. Uh, <laughs> dude, the pinky is in the air. Yeah, snobby. <laughs> snobby here, but no, it's kind of a, it was a fun book. I enjoyed reading it. It was a good time. So cool. yes. Um, Mr. Adam. Uh, definitely yes. I had a lot of fun with it, and I went in completely blind, knowing nothing. I honestly thought it might have been about like rats that were alive and doing like the indie <laughs> campaigns and i yeah wasn't was, expecting this in so. the sewers of splinters feudal J- japanese ancestors well there's a there's a board <laughs> game out called of mice and mystics and it's like a is a game where you usually go on you love you get to pet mm-hmm. the bunnies uh i don't know but you actually you actually <laughs> oh, start <laughs> That's a dark reference, man. Jesus. Um, you, you, actually, you play as like the, I think it's like the King's Guard returned into mice. And so as you venture through, it's kind of cool because the board, when you get to like a mouse hole, it flips the whole board over. So you actually can go into the walls and that stuff. And you're trying to like fight these bad guys. So. Nice. That's what, I, that's what first popped in my head when I heard Rat Queens. Okay. And uh, Mr. Jason, you recommended this so I can guess what your vote is, but what is your vote? Yeah, I'm going to recommend it. Um, I, I think it's a lot of fun. It's it's definitely not a, a perfect story. I've got my own issues with it. But uh, if you like Dungeons & Dragons, if you like um, some violent action, uh, and if you like uh, a lot of people just bitching at each other, it's a lot of fun. Playlist. Uh, well, then let's jump into set the mood. Uh, we're going to uh, have a little bit of a you know playlist for you to throw together on your Spotify and uh, listen to while reading this book. I'm going to save you for last, Adam, because I'm really jealous of your pick. <coughs> I think it's oh, yeah, because you were like, damn, I should have done with that one. Because so. uh, it's fucking good, so I'm leaving you for last. Uh, Jason, what is your song for the playlist? Uh, mine is Monster Hospital by Metric. Monster Hospital? Mm-hmm. It's on their Live It Out album. Uh, and Todd, what is yours? It's Devil by Shinedown. I'm not familiar with that song, by the way. It's uh, it's a newer track from their uh, most recent album. So yeah. Okay. Mine's probably going to be the one of the most mellows, but it's called This Is Why We Fight by the Decemberists. Mr. Maya, what is your playlist song? Uh, mine is Bad Girls by M.I.A. And then Mr. Adam, because I'm fucking jealous of this choice. I wish it was mine. <laughs> uh, what bad, is yours? Bad Reputation by Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. Nice. Oh, good. 
a fucking good choice. <laughs> Damn it. And actually, I'll, I'll kind of give some credit to Mayans here for this because they were talking about Ronda Rousey when I was trying to think of a song, and that's like her oh, okay. music on WWE. So yeah, you know, Brian, you could have done "I Love Rock and Roll" the Britney Spears cover. You shut your whore mouth. No. <laughs> What's really interesting about that was we just recorded Cinema Queens before we did this, and we were actually were talking about Britney Spears on that episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the water right now, man. Yes. Who knows what's up? Final warnings. Cool. Uh, so, do we have any final warnings for people before we send them off to go read this book? Uh, I do have. Even yeah, like that's true. I do have <laughs> one. Uh, it's not actually about the book itself, but it's about the uh, folks behind it. Um, the artist Rock Upchurch. Mm-hmm. I was actually arrested for uh, domestic violence against his wife. So. Um, there is that sort of dark cloud hanging over it. Uh, he was okay. later replaced after issue eight, I believe. Um, and there was some still, still some weird stuff uh, after one of the replacement writers sort of got wind that he might have been coming back onto the show, onto the uh, the, uh, the, book. Uh, the book. But um, you know, um, it's definitely there. So if you have a problem with that, then that's what you got. Okay. Yeah. That's it. That's. Wow, this has gotten dark. Yeah, uh, sorry about that. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's good to know. Uh, and anybody else have any last-minute warnings? No, I think it's about it. Yeah. Uh, cool. Then we will take a little bit of a break and uh, give you, our dear listeners, a chance to go and read this book. And uh, when you come back, just be prepared. We're going to spoil the living shit out of it. So uh, we will see you on the flip side. If you have yet to read this week's book and would like to read it now, press pause. Go ahead. We'll wait. We're Rebecca and Charity. We get together every once in a while to talk about food and our mental health journeys. Join us on Spoonful of Podcasts as we discuss such compelling subjects as cinnamon rolls, depression, European Twinkies, ADHD, what's a kalashi, and more. Tune in every two weeks to follow along with the Tasty Podcast for the Healthfully Mental. Subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts to hear us every other week. A proud member of the Hello Sweetie Podcast Network. Okay, in case I didn't cut all that shit out. Hey, welcome back. Uh, I might have hey, left that all in. I don't know. Future Brian. Hey, future Brian. Were you it's or were choice. you not an interesting asshole? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Believe me, I make that call a lot. Sometimes it gets cut, sometimes it doesn't. The other big thing I've started to notice is I'm getting, because I have to edit these, I'm getting a little bit better of not saying um all the time. That's that's the other thing I've been working on. But uh, That's, that's actually one of the fun things about editing my own podcast is like I'm just looking at like the... The audio lines, I can tell when someone's saying, um, like, there's another shape of it now. So I guess don't cut it out really bad. Yep. yep, yep. There's weird things like that you pick up. Like, there's very interesting things. I know all sorts of weird little audio tweaks about, like, all of you that I'm not going to tell you because I told Todd once and then he got really self conscious about it. And then he developed different I audio. I know, tweaks, right. just not It's about getting better and tweaking it. Just tell me and then I'll just stop talking. Yeah, no, it's. <laughs> yeah, no, it's <laughs> talking at all. <laughs> If you ever listened to yourself recorded 144 times, oh you would start God. to become very conscious of how you say things. <laughs> I are you still <laughs> friends with us? I was the same way when I did customer service and had a phone job, and any time we'd like, listen to my calls, I was mm-hmm. like, who is yeah. this guy? He, he sounds stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when I was at, I did a, I was a Sprint PCS collections agent a whole 16 awful. years ago, 18 years ago now. Wow, has it been that long? And... I know, oh right? Okay. So we, um, I answered the phone because when there was landlines in your college apartment, one day I answered the phone and says, Thank you for holding this is Todd. And I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's try again. Hi. <laughs> like, I think it's about time that I move on to something different. 
Maybe do a different gig. Okay. <laughs> do a different gig, yes. Well, cool. So I'm going to get real brief about this summary, but uh, if there's anything else that I catch and I miss, by all means, let me know. Plot summary. Uh, so basically what we start out with is we have the Rat Queens, which is this group of uh, women. Betty, okay, there's one. at the beginning of the book. D, Violet. Hannah, Are they and Violet. At the very beginning? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There we Plus go, on, Betty. on Betty's, I do like the drink mixture that they list there: tequila, vodka, and two magic mushrooms. Sure, sure. They call it the Betty. Betty yeah. <laughs> so, so Betty is a little badass with two swords. Uh, D is uh, my parents worship a giant flying squid. Holidays get weird. Hannah is I've conjured uh, a little fuck you. And Violet is I know my sword is a designer I use it ironically Anyway, those are the, the Rat Queens at the very beginning So they're in this uh, little town And they are basically raising hell Having uh, bar fights and whatnot And the kingdom decides That they're going to send them And a few of the other troublemakers out On a quest to try And uh, basically get them out of town Well, while they're out on that quest an assassin comes and tries to kill them. So they meet back up with the other groups that went out for quests and finds out that the assassins tried to kill them as well. And so uh, they figure out that someone is out there trying to kill them. Uh, so at about the same point in time, the town ends up getting attacked and the Rat Queens and the rest of her people band together to fight against it. And they also discover that, what is that girl's name? Betty keeps calling her Old... Old Lady Bernadette, Old I think. Lady Bernadette, who's only 30-something. Yeah. But Old Lady 39. Bernadette is butthurt about the Rat Queens causing trouble, and so she's actually the one that set them up to be assassinated. That's the general gist of it. Is that correct? Did I mm -hmm. miss anything mm -hmm. else? Anything, anything totally huge that I totally missed? Analysis. I, I'm now opening it up for discussion. I think that's... I've given the general gist <laughs> of what the book is. We'll open it up for discussion. So, Jason, okay. what, what leads into the next stuff? What do you think Austin needs to do? So, uh, what you find out is that uh, Old Lady Bernadette was sort of set up by... <clears throat> excuse me, uh, a representative from the Merchants Guild, I think. Oh, that's right. Um, yes, I forgot about that section. Yeah, uh, Braga. Or not Braga, but um, Garrig. And so it, you find out that Garrig is actually the one behind all of this stuff in town and trying to get rid of the mercenaries. Um... And uh, it's all in an effort to get at the uh, head of the knights or the uh, city watch called uh, Sawyer, because apparently Sawyer murdered uh, Gehrig's wife long ago. Um, so he's trying to seek revenge for that. And Gehrig also has sort of a relationship with which one of the rat queens? Sawyer has a relationship with uh, with Hannah. Hannah, that's who it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they used to date. They still kind of hook up a little bit. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, cool. Uh, so, I mean, thoughts? What? Anybody have something they want to jump in on? Um, I, like I said, I walked, I walked in completely blind, having no clue what this was, and it was just a lot of fun. It's you know, it, it was it was kind of like watching a D and D campaign play out in front of you, and uh, you know how everything is fucked up, and mm -hmm. then the weird shit happens, and people have magic, and then they do this, and there's all their races. You got like your elf, your halfling. So it felt like it was just very much an homage to you know a D and D campaign, just with these badass women who were weren't afraid to have fun, have sex, be naughty, say dirty things, and mm -hmm. just kind of celebrate being a mercenary. So I think it was um, it was just fun that it was women being badasses. Uh, cool. Todd, what are your thoughts? You know, for me, I never played a lot of D&D. &D. For Brian, for all the nerdy things you and I did, we didn't do that much. We never played D&D. &D. No, we did not. So... <laughs> there, so there's that gaping hole. But you and I did watch... I was quite the anime head for a while. Yeah. And for me, this one's actually really reminiscent of um, Black Lagoon. 
if anyone's ever watched that one. <laughs> I've heard of it, but... So, it's, yeah. it's a whole lot of fun. It's got a very similar vibe to it, and you just have... And I don't like the statement as it's a bunch of women behaving like men type of video, but it's the... Um, it's a bunch of people that are doing what they want regardless of the social standings is what you're watching here and they're getting stuff done so I really enjoyed it the artwork for me was a whole lot of fun you can tell it's all very digital work here and there mm -hmm. I mean they spend half the time they uh, take the backgrounds and they make it all well, like like they're doing a rack focus pull on it so you've got these uh, main characters in mm -hmm. clarity and everything is very soft and fuzzy in the background sometimes but not all the time but it's um, it's almost feels like, and I don't know this. Was this like a, it felt like it was like a digital release first type of video? No, nope, it nope. came out in issues. It came out in issues. It did eventually become a web comic, though. But it's got quite the yeah. web comic kind of feel to it. But yeah. it's um, I really enjoyed this. I had a lot. I um, had a lot of fun. It was just my thing. It's just I'm wondering if I missed some stuff by not being as familiar with the D and D tropes. Yeah, and I think there might be some some inside jokes with the D and D tropes that I think I also missed. Mm -hmm. I agree with you on that. But I, but having no D and D background, I still enjoyed right. it. But yeah, uh, I still thought it was fun. Like, and like, here's the thing: is I'm not even really a fantasy fan for the most part. Like, I've gone and seen the Lord of the Rings movie with Todd because he dragged me, but mm -hmm. I'm I'm not a huge fan of them. It's just I don't know. Outside of Harry Potter, Sword and Sorcery doesn't typically interest me, but this one I actually found very satisfying and very fun. It wasn't totally what I would consider my normal bag of tricks. It wasn't something I would normally go for, but I actually really quite enjoyed it. Um, Mr. Mayu, you had some issues. What's what's your thoughts? Um, It was fun while I was reading it, but by the time I got to the end, I realized that I didn't really remember much that happened to it. Like, it was forgettable to me. Like, the only character whose name I remembered was Betty, and that's probably because it got said the most in the book, and mm. she was probably the best character. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, just for me, you know, like I said, I didn't love it, I didn't hate it, but almost, you know, a lot of the time that can end up being worse is if it didn't really leave any impression on you. Mm -hmm. To me, it also kind of had what I usually gripe about with Mark Miller books, which is funny because when we did the Mark Miller books last year, none of those books had that problem. Mm -hmm. um, but <laughs> books like Kick-Ass and uh, Nemesis and stuff like that, it seemed like... You guys know me. You know I curse up a storm. Mm -hmm. But in comics, when they're when the script is written and it seems like they're cursing for the sake of cursing, like to me it just kind of throws me out. Like, oh, they're saying fuck because it sounds like it's going to be cool here. Or, right. oh, cool, they said cunt. Mm -hmm. They wrote it probably just because they could. Like it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That just kind of bothered me. Uh, it seemed like that they were just trying to, as far as language went, be edgy for the sake of being edgy. Okay. But yeah, no, I mean, it was fun, but for me, ultimately unforgettable. Or forgettable, not unforgettable. Okay. I, I actually completely agree with that uh, dialogue note, because uh, while I did enjoy it overall, mm -hmm. for me, a lot of the writing in the first few issues, uh, it tapers off towards the end, and it does get a little bit better in the second volume. Um, but he does try to uh, shock you with the language and the overused curses and the uh, bickering between all of the um, the Rat Queens. Uh, there, there is a lot of vulgarity just for the sake of vulgarity. And it, it just feels like he's trying too hard sometimes. Um, you know, the, it often felt... Movie, sorry, go ahead. In the movie Departed, you've got Mark Wahlberg's character. And mm -hmm. talk about... I, I, for me, that's the epitome of um, walking vulgarity. Just this... Not Joe Pesci and Goodfellas? I, I, <laughs> for whatever reason, Mark Wahlberg and Departed just had 
That's the, the whole, I'm the guy who fucking does his job. You must be the other fucking guy. You must be the other fucking guy. It's like, and it's, and it's really hard to walk that line to be extremely profane and have it fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of the deal. Well, and, going back to my example, like, to me, Joe Pesci and Goodfellas, it fit. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it just didn't. It didn't feel organic or natural. It just felt, and in, in, at Inserted. least in this book, yeah, it just felt like, oh, I can say fuck here. Mm-hmm. Well, what's funny you bring that up is that I mentioned that the the movie we reviewed last week, Desperate Living. You know, if you've ever seen any of John Waters' films, with like the exception of Hairspray, they're all, you know, the nicest ones are rated R. And you know, he sure. started off doing like the, the midnight movies, the very shocking cinema. Uh, and if you look at all of his stuff, it's always an indictment of something. Like Pink Flamingos is an indictment of you know the of the heteronormative society and people who are. Think sexuality should be repressed, uh, but the thing that really I didn't like about Desperate Living was the same thing we're saying about this. Like I didn't see it quite as much as mine did because mm-hmm. yeah, there was and there was too much swearing. You know, there was like we're just going to say fuck as we can, but yeah, it was like we're just doing stuff to, trying to be offensive and there's no point to it. Like if you're trying to be offensive but you're trying to make a point about something, I am totally down for that. Like yeah. you know, we can look at the movie Blazing Saddles, which <laughs> uses the N word more than any other movie ever made. Mel Brooks is making the point that racism is bad, and if you are a racist, you're a fucking idiot. Also, mm-hmm. co-written but not credited by Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor, no, yeah. He's credited. He's is credited. He? Oh, yeah, I thought he wasn't. Uh, yeah, but no, uh, we'll get back to that. Go ahead and finish your thought. I'll, I'll, I got a, a, a weird, useless fact about that. Yeah, so, I mean, if there if there's profanity or if there's crass in language or sexuality used to make a point, I'm fine with that. Unless, you know, if you... If you go in knowing it's a farce and knowing that you know this is purposely over the top, like like Kickass is like even the movie is purposely mm. over the top. Yeah, you know you're going and looking for a comic book movie. Uh, I didn't have as much of a problem with this, but I can definitely see where my is coming from. Where it's like, okay, I get it. You know what the word cunt means. I was gonna say, and you, and you know me, you know language does not bother me. <laughs> right, one bit. <laughs> yeah. It was almost. I mean, t- it was almost to the point in this book. It was like when little kids learn how to cuss when they don't know how to cuss yet, so they're just right. saying fuck as much as they can. And it's like, oh, give yourself two years, you'll know what you're saying. So, yeah, sure. A lot of this for me also felt like um, someone had had started to write a really cheesy slasher movie where you introduce all of the main best friends at the beginning of the movie, but in order to introduce them for whatever reason, the uh, more experienced, more inexperienced writer will often just have them rib on each other constantly just to show that hey, they're they're close friends, they can trash on each other all the time. When yeah. it just feels forced and uh, unnatural, so and and that's part of what I got a sense of in the first few uh, issues. It's interesting. I, I understand what you're saying because I've seen that before, but I've never actually pieced that together. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, but my my useless little factoid for you is I watched an interview with Mel Brooks about uh, Blazing Saddles, and they mentioned Richard Pryor, and they asked what kind of jokes he wrote. He goes, "Everyone thinks he wrote all the racist jokes, but the truth was he wrote most of the Mongo stuff. Like Mongo only pawn in Game of Life was Richard Pryor's joke. No, 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 don't shoot him. You'll just make yeah. him angry." <laughs> Yeah, so apparently Richard Pryor thought Mongo was hilarious, and that was his favorite character to work on. Honestly, who doesn't think Mongo's hilarious? (laughs) That's true. Idiots. Candy Graham for Mongo. Candy Graham for Mongo. Uh (laughs) Cool. Does anybody else have any thoughts, or do we want to jump into cocktails for a little bit? Um, let's do cocktails. Yeah. Okay, cool. Cocktails. Um, I'm going to jump into mine. Mine is called the Queen Cocktail uh, because it is Rat Queens. I also think this might be somehow based on the Queen of England, although like I looked up Queen Cocktail and it said what her standard cocktail was all the time, but this is not it. Um, Dude, that woman is a slosh. Slosh. I mean, lush. That's the there word. There you go. <laughs> I was getting You're there. You're a slosh, apparently. Speaking of a slosh, uh, <laughs> it is one part dry vermouth, one part gin, one part pineapple juice, and one part sweet vermouth. You shake the shit out of it with ice and you strain into a cocktail glass. 
Uh, nice and simple, straightforward to the point. Uh, Mr. Adam, what is your cocktail? Uh, so mine is called Goblin Blood. Uh, it's two ounces of vodka, one ounce of San Pellegrino lemon soda, one ounce of San Pellegrino lime soda, mm. one ounce of ginger beer, preferably the kind that Todd gets, because <laughs> it's amazing, uh, and then one ounce of strawberry syrup. Not ginger ale? No. Ginger no. beer. <laughs> uh, you add all ingredients except for the strawberry syrup to a shaker with filled with ice, and then you stir it. Don't shake it because, obviously, you know. There's so a lot of carbonation. carbonation. Yeah. Uh, and then you add the strawberry syrup uh, to a chilled martini glass, and then you slowly pour in the drink mixture over the back of the spoon to layer on top. Mm-hmm. All right. Nice. Also, leave out the vodka, and you can have it, Andy. It's just yeah. for you. Goblin vodka. Yeah. Actually, the, the recipe I found did not call for vodka. I had to, uh, you had to switch it up, up to, yourself. Yeah, and then, then adjust it. Because <laughs> you can't put 10 ounces of liquid into a martini glass. No. So yeah. I had to adjust the recipe. Get to a make bigger it martini glass. I've seen like, So there's a... Um, <laughs> Place downtown in Salt Lake called Booze Teak that sells like drink stuff and they like, you know, mi- not mixers and like bitters and stuff like that. And I think I've seen like a big ass martini glass down there. Wouldn't surprise me if they had it. Yeah. And I've I love seen the before. They open at 11 ish. <laughs> <laughs> we open at 11 ish. It's a booze store. Yeah. What do you expect? That's pretty awesome, actually. Yeah. Um, Mr. Todd, what is your cocktail? Mine is the actually, um, since it's called the Whiskey Smash, I went and chose this because it's a, uh, you know, bunch of hard-loving people there. Um, this one has, it's a quarter, uh, you take a quarter of a lemon, you need one ounce of simple syrup and two ounces of your bourbon or whiskey. Um, so you want to go ahead and get a mixing glass, um, muddle in the spearmint with the lemon, which I didn't add there. Add ice and all the other ingredients, shake the shit out of it, and you pour in a rocks glass with ice as well. And then you can put a little bit more mint on top. Apparently, Brian's cat loves your drink. That is actually, yeah. that, that, that was mine. That's Bruce. He's oh, a fan. No, Bruce. I guess Hi, Bruce. <laughs> but yeah, Bruce doesn't Bruce smash. Wayne, by the yeah. way. It's good. I like it. I just heard a little. <laughs> I, to be honest with you, I thought it was the porg. But, uh, <laughs> so. Uh, cool. Uh, Mr. Hi, Paul. Mine's actually similar to the Goblin Blood. It's called Blood and Guts. Uh, it's two ounces of rum, two ounces of blackberry brandy, one ounce of orange juice, uh, two ounces of strawberries or strawberry puree, uh, one cup of ice. Put it all in a blender, blend until smooth, and then uh, drink to your heart's content. Ooh, and don't get me your clothes. That does sound amazing. Yeah, blackberry. Well, oh, that'd be good. Why's it gotta be black? Because <laughs> blackberry's the best. What, you got a problem with that? Once you have a blackberry, uh, you'll never go back. The darker the cherry, the sweeter the. T- no, the black <laughs> berry, the sweeter the juice. Yeah. <laughs> wow, where is that from? Hairspray? <laughs> uh, of course. Also Friday. Oh, is it? Uh, yeah. Because I, I can't so remember. Long. I think it's like. Smokey says it wrong, or Ice Cube says it wrong, or someone says it wrong, and then the other guy goes, Man, it's the black of the berry, the sweet of the juice. <laughs> <laughs> like one of my favorite scenes is when the two old ladies come knocking on his door to talk about Jesus. Fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> Using the load to sell pussy. <laughs> okay, and... Mr. Maya, what is your cocktail? Um, well, we're in a fantasy setting, so my drink is called the Claymore. Uh, it's one and a half ounces of Myers dark rum, or well, let's just say dark rum. Uh, one ounce of Gleva, or if you can't find any, uh, you can use Drambuie instead. Mm-hmm. Two ounces of fresh lemon juice, a half ounce of simple syrup, and two dashes of orange bitters. Uh, blend all of that with a handful of crushed ice for about five to six seconds in a blender and pour it into a chilled glass. 
Cool. Parting thoughts. Uh, does anybody have any final thoughts before we go into final grades? Mm, no, not no, a whole lot. Sure. No, it's good fun, but yeah, let's grade this thing. It, it isn't okay, like, cool. yeah, like we said before, this isn't Watchmen, it's not deep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay. Final grades. Well then, for uh, writing for web, self-contained. Uh, or weeb, I'm guessing. Are we doing writing uh, or self-contained? Oh, sorry, thank you. I have a li- like. I literally have a fucking written right in front of me, and I got the wrong thing. Son of a bitch. That's what we're okay. here for. Okay. Thank you. Oh. Self-contained. For self-contained, what is your grade, Mr. Todd? You know, I'll go ahead and give it a BB plus. I mean, it's um, the story continues, but the little adventure here kind of has a wrap up to it. Cool, uh, yeah. Mr. Adam. Uh, I'll go with the B plus, you know, oh, because like pretty much what Todd said, I mean, you, the story comes to an end, it leaves us looking to see what happens next, but, you know, this it, it isn't a one shot, so, it, but it did tell its story. Cool. Uh, Mr. Maya? Uh, yeah, I'm about the same, about a B. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I will go also with a B, and Mr. Jason? Also a B. Writing grade. Cool. Uh, then, for writing... Or I don't know the first name, but Webb. Let's see. Curtis. Curtis. Yeah. J. Weeb or Webb. And uh, Rock Up Church. Oh, never mind. He just did the art. Yeah. Sorry. Um, okay. So for Curtis J. Weeb, uh, what is your grade, Mr. J? Uh, I gave it a B plus. Um, I do think that he struggled a little bit too much at the beginning, but uh, in the later issues, and especially in Volume Two, uh, I know we're not grading that one, but trying to give it on a on a bell curve, um, he does actually separate these characters into what they want, what they uh, are afraid of, how they interact with each other. Um, and personally, I I just really liked seeing uh, Betty go up to the elf girl that she's got a crush on, um, and that just was a very sweet, sweet moment for me. So, yeah, cool. Um, I'm going to go with also probably a B plus as well. Um, I thought it was fun. Uh, Mr. Adam. Uh, I'm going to go with a B plus. I had fun with it. Like I said at the beginning, it felt like a D&D campaign sprung to life on, on the comic book page. Uh, but as Maya pointed out, it was it was like they were just being vulgar to be vulgar. And it, they did get to a point where it just felt really overused. Okay. Uh, Mr. Maya. Uh, I'm going to give it a C. Uh pretty much for all the reasons that I've already said. <laughs> okay. And uh, Mr. Todd? You know, it's a B for me. I, I enjoyed it. It was good fun. It. Um, I'll be reading the next one, that's for sure. So, but yeah, I give it a B. Art grade. Uh, then, for art for Rock Up Church, which, aside from being an asshole, is a cool name, but unfortunately he's yeah. an asshole. So, uh, assholeness aside, what is your grade, uh, Mr. Adam? Actually, I'm not going to give a grade on grade because when it's something where a person's an asshole because they're just a dick, I can overlook that. But with someone who is a domestic abuser or a sexual abuser, I will not comment on their work. Okay. Uh, Mr. Todd? I'll give it a B. Mr. Maya? Uh, I'm at a C as well. I will give it a B. Mr. Jason? Also a B. Okay. Uh, Then we will go for overall for this volume of Rat Queens. Final grades. Uh, What is your grade, Mr. Jason? Uh, it's a B. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, I, I think, a B plus. Like, I liked it pretty well. Mr. Adam, what is your grade? I'll go with a B plus as well. I mean, it was fun. I had, it was interesting. It was a, definitely a quick read. It was a lot different than I thought it was going to be. Uh, and I do want to read more of it. But this isn't like jumping to the front of the list of what I want to hop on more. So, uh, Mr. Todd. You know, it'll be right at a B. Solid B for me. I enjoyed it. It was good fun. 
didn't change my life or make me introspective about anything. So, B. Uh, Mr. Maya. Uh, I'm going to stick with a C. Okay, you're going to stick with a C. Any Anything you want to add to that? Nope. I've already said everything I need to say. Grade point average. Okay. Well, that gives us a GPA of 2.9. Oh, were, oh, were you trying to kill time while you were doing math? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so now you, you can help Maya. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the help, Maya. I really appreciate that. Hey, at least it wasn't uh, full max. So that gives us a GPA of 3.92, uh, which puts us just below a B, pretty much a B minus. Uh, I think that's pretty fair with our assessment there. Yeah. Uh, next week on Funny Books and Firewater. Cool. Uh, so next week we are doing Captain America. Which volume? It's is it Stay Fly. Oh, sorry, Captain Marvel. Yeah, is it Stay Fly. Is that the one we're doing? Uh, it, here's the problem. Yes, it's the it's the Marvel thing where Ke- where they they have two volume ones by Kelly Sue DeConnick, and then what they ended up doing is they also collected them, and so Hang my on. collection actually is the Earth's Mightiest Heroes, but it has volumes one and two in it collected. Give me and I about remember. fifteen more seconds. No, okay, we're gonna let you twist in the wind this time. <laughs> uh, Wishing we were. It is Earth's Earth's Mightiest. Oh wait, no, that's the big one. That is the uh, yeah. That's what she said. In Pursuit of Flight? Yeah, that's the one. In Pursuit of Flight. Okay, awesome. I will write that down it's so we know that. It's not the higher, further, faster, more. It's the other one. So, yeah. 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 Pursuit of Flight. Okay. It's four bucks on Kindle. Oh, nice. That's really there cheap. There you go. Just make sure you double check if it's Kindle or Comixology. Yeah. Because if it's Kindle, well, then it's a bullshit format. <laughs> not that Adam Tell has me how an you opinion really on feel. that. Well, actually, you know what? They may have made it better. I haven't done it, looked at it since that one time when I downloaded the one comic that I've been bitching about ever since. So they may have changed yeah. it. Oh. I haven't Wasn't okay. that like Batwoman you tried to do or something? It was like uh, it was like our first year. Oh, okay. it was a while back. Sure. Okay. Recommendations. Let's jump into recommendations. Anybody have anything that's just jumping off their chest they really want to talk about? Yeah, I'll do mine. I've got one. Uh-oh. You want to fight to the airport? Thank you. Um, uh, similar to Dungeons & Dragons, um, even though I've only played that one a couple of times with some friends, uh, more recently I have gotten into a game called Shadowrun Anarchy. Uh, now there's a standard version of Shadowrun, um, but this one is sort of stripped away a lot of the rules and math that it asks you to do and just allows you to roleplay. Uh, it's essentially Dungeons & Dragons in a futuristic cyberpunk world in which there is magic, corporations, bug spirits, lots of tech, uh, and it's just it's a lot of fun. I, I actually picked up the like basic beginner starter kit for regular Shadowrun, but I haven't had a chance to dive into it yet. I'm... Check out Shadowrun Anar- Anarchy, because if you get into the weeds with all the math that Shadowrun requires, Anarchy may be the way to go. Cool. I'll check it out. Cool. Uh, Mr. Todd. So I have another uh, graphic novel trade I want to share. It's called Motor Crush. Um, it's an image book. Um, you've got your main character, Domino. Is she is by day, she is a motorcycle racer. By night, she beats up gangs. It is action adventure sci-fi future sports. Action adventure <laughs> sci-fi future sports. There we go there. But it's another book, a lot of fun. It's um, futuristic. There's the tech and stuff involved. But you've got a no-holds-barred woman that just takes no prisoners. It's awesome, and it is four ninety nine on uh, in stock trades. There you go. Uh, there's a, like there's also a Motor Crush DCB exclusive variant for one ninety nine. Right. For the pr- that was the, probably for the like a single issue. 
Maybe. Does Instock Trades do single issues? Uh, Discount Comic Book Service, which is their other side, does. That's oh. like if you, that's uh, like that's like doing your pull uh, or hold list through electronically. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So if you don't have a nearby local comic book shop, you can use them. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I got awesome. one. Awesome. Oh, go for it. So uh, Todd did his recommendation. He told me since we were doing Women Who Kick Ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm going to do mine using that same logic. Uh, this is another book, just because there were too many books to, that we threw out for this yeah. month. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to recommend a book called, well, if you look at the actual trade, uh, there's two volumes called JSA Presents Stars and Stripe. And Stripe is like an acronym. It's got the periods in between each letter. Uh, it's what introduced uh, Stargirl, who's getting her own TV show on the DC Universe app later this year. Um, she's a fun teenage character. Uh, she discovers that her stepdad used to be Stripesy, who was the uh, Golden Age sidekick to Starman back in the 40s and 50s. And she basically gets Starman's rod and becomes like his cosmic rod and becomes a superhero. You know, that could have been really yeah. phallic yeah. if you made the wrong turn. Uh, and the character, uh, both the first name and kind of her personality, I, 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 if I remember correctly, this was Jeff Johns' first DC work. Or if it wasn't his first, it was one of the first. Hmm. Uh, and the character is loosely based on uh, both first name and her personality based on his sister, mm-hmm. who he lost when the, was it TWA Flight 800 uh, that like blew up? Mm-hmm. Oh, like like ninety six, yeah, yeah. Uh, she she was on that airplane, so he made a co- basically made her into a comic book. That's character. awesome. Yeah. And see, so here I thought you were going to say he was the, uh, the lead singer of the Christian rock band Striper. <laughs> no, God. Uh... Oh. Do I need to shame myself? <laughs> yeah, go into yeah, the go into the corner. <laughs> Go stand, that, in the, stand in the corner and reread them. <laughs> and or tell us that you love it. You're genius. <laughs> <laughs> just have to revisit that just for a second. Uh, cool. Um, I'm going to stay with the same logic, so I'll go next. Um, I, after watching Into the Spider-Verse, which A, I loved um, and I think is awesome, um, I've gone back and started trying to recheck out some of the Spider-Family, and I picked up the Spider-Gwen Zero Trade, which is awesome and super fun, um, a good entry point. It says that you probably may want to read the Spider-Verse beforehand, but really they sum up everything you need to know in the Zero issue, uh, or the Zero Trade, so like, I wouldn't even worry about it. If you want to just jump in on Spider-Gwen, if you like her her character from the movie it's a really good place to start out um and it's super fun uh yeah and let's see mr adam uh yeah so it's been out on steam for a while i just came out on switch it's a little uh it's not only an indie game about a bit it's called hand of fate and it's kind of fun because it's you're it's basically an rpg where you're telling this story and on and there's like this guy who's kind of like the fortune teller sitting across from you and he's telling you stuff and then there's a story going on and there's these like cards dealt out and when you move to each card, you know, different things happen. Like, oh, you went and visited the bazaar. Or, hey, you got to fight some monsters. And when you go fight the monsters, you fight them kind of like Zelda. That is where it's an action RPG. Mm-hmm. But at the end of every single round, you get all the cards on the table, and then you have to go ahead and pick and choose your hand for the next scenario. So you can pick the bazaar, but when you go to the bazaar, something different might happen. You might be able to shop. You have this new story. You might actually have to stop a thief. But it's kind of like a deck builder kind of like Magic the Gathering also mixed mm-hmm. with Zelda also mixed with a really cool storytelling aspect of like D&D so it kind of goes hand in hand with like the D&D aspect of this book so what was it called again? Hand of Fate 2 
<laughs> yes. Uh, it's only 30 bucks. It's on sale right now for, well, when you, when, when this comes out, it'll be 30 bucks again, but <laughs> right. I got it for actually after a gift card, like two bucks. So nice. Cool. Uh, so I think that'll do it for this week. Next week, we're going to be doing uh, Captain Marvel um, in pursuit of flight. Uh, it's Kelly Sudakonik's first writing of that. She also did uh, Bitch Planet, which we really liked on this show. And she liked our drink. Uh, Oh, that's right. She did like our, our drink. And so, she uh, you know. currently just started writing Aquaman at DC. Yeah. Oh, nice. I bet she didn't write the script of the movie. And she uh, says she wants to write it like she's imagining like a Led Zeppelin soundtrack to it. Ooh. That works. Nice. I approve. I approve. I like Kelly Sudikonik's work quite a bit. Um, she does some cool stuff. But, uh, yeah. So uh, that's what we'll be doing. So In Pursuit of Flight is the first one. Uh I, I am sorry for the confusion because I know it's going to be confusing because I, our friend Elena, who is actually reading all the books this month, I had to go find out the exact right book for her. <laughs> Hi, Elena. Hey, Elena. Hi, Elena. Hi, Elena. So anyway, uh, yeah, that'll do it for this week. Uh, so join us next week, and uh, we will see you on the flip side. Bye. Bye. For joining us for this week's episode. This band of knuckleheads will be back next week with a new episode. Until then, you can find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr as Funny Books and Firewater, and on Twitter as at FirewaterCast. Go to FunnyBooksAndFirewater.com for the most up-to-date information, as well as cocktail recipes from this and past episodes. Thank you for joining us. And until next week, support your local comic shop, tip your bartender well, and stay hydrated.